0: Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one.
1: Night Rider A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man that does not exist.
0: <laughs> What's going on, Dave? Gregory. Yeah. I love how just, you're emoting. I'm, I'm feeling it. You're you're air pianoing right now.
1: Oh my gosh. I was just so <laughs> I'm feeling this music. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's, it's not rough. bad at all. What are we listening to, Dave? Guys, we're listening to the main title theme you are getting so distracted for uh, the 1987 sword and sorcery epic, The Barbarians. Yes, yes, we are starring the
0: Beefarino brothers. Okay. Well, this thing goes on for four more minutes, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna fade this bad I boy. Think up. It's just gonna, okay. I think it's time to end. Mm. <laughs> but so the Beefarino brothers who who exactly are those, David? Okay, so
1: for those of you who have listened to the season three premiere of Knight Rider uh Night of the Drones Greg and I talk a lot about these guys the Beefarino brothers um otherwise known as or also known as their actual name that they used uh to be credited as the Barbarian brothers uh I, I don't David and Lo, Luke Paul I think their names are I'm trying to f- It's David and something David Paul
0: and the brother's name is something Luke Paul or Logan Paul. We should really know this because we're not we we're, we should know this. But I'm looking at the Oh Peter. Th- Peter and David Paul. That's it. So, I'll be honest right now, I'm looking I'm looking at it and they're only billed as the Barbarian Brothers. I think that's how they were billed when they decided to
1: break into cinema, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh so this this is not your Regularly scheduled episode of the Night Rider years. there's a little bonus episode that Greg and I decided to drop in the middle of the week. Is it? Is it really a bonus though?
0: Did is be, this something did, that people did, want?
1: Did, did people really want this? Because we talked about it last week um, in in part two of season three's premiere that you and I had bought the VHS. <laughs> I we, got it right here. We had split the cost of the VHS. Also. Kudos to the guy that I, the third-party seller I bought this on Amazon with, because I purchased this on a Friday night at, like, 8 o'clock, and I had it by noon that Monday.
0: So he shipped
1: it in, like, two days. So kudos to that guy. So, yes, Greg and I bought the VHS of the Barbarians. <laughs> because why the hell not? <laughs> because there it is. Because there it is. is. Ha- at this point, I'll have posted the VHS cover of the two half-naked barbarian brothers.
0: Okay, I will say they are billed as themselves on the back on the back of the cassette. Uh, it says starring Peter Paul and David Paul. Peter Paul and David Paul. Yeah,
1: who are now, by the way. So when they filmed this movie, they were thirty years old. So at this point, I believe they're sixty-two, early sixties. At this mm-hmm. point, don't believe they're working anymore. They might be, but um, I haven't. Well, why would you have to work after you made this? <laughs> I mean, you could retire. You should be set for life, right? Yeah. I mean, this movie. Greg and I knew that we had to we had to get this movie. We had to watch every minute of the 87 minutes of this film. And we sure did. And we watched some of those minutes twice. We re, we yep, we rewound a couple of moments a few times. <laughs> You'll I'll post the Insta stories. You'll see them. They're they're really worth watching. If you can find a copy of this, so the reason I had to buy the VHS tape is because the DVD was like thirty forty dollars on amazon a lot of them were only region two a lot of them were spanish imports mm-hmm. i just didn't want to spend that much money and so i luckily had a vcr <laughs> that works <laughs> well that works pretty well and uh so we bought we bought a copy of the movie and it's i was into it mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie i know we were preparing for the worst and yes it's a bad movie don't get me wrong but i was really digging the movie most of, most of the movie
0: yeah i i i was along board i was on board with its spirit yes it had a lot of it had a lot of spirit i will and i'll give the two actors
1: i'll give the barbarian brothers this they're not good actors but they went into this movie and it seems to me like every movie they've done they know exactly what they're being cast as Mm -hmm. so they're not like they're not going into this thinking that they're like god's gift to cinema
0: well no one in this movie was like (laughs) acting no they were just talking
1: no they were not
0: yeah that's it and these and these guys they were just they were being themselves you can see the chemistry they had between each other was great like oh absolutely clearly brothers and spend a lot of time together you could see it
1: even when they started making out
0: Oh, yeah, there was that scene, wasn't there?
1: There was this weird scene in the movie where they had to pretend... They were trying to hide from the villains. So they pretended to be lovers, and they kissed for a really long time. Yeah. It's a, it was pretty funny, actually. It gave me is, a good time. Is that one
0: of the scenes that we rewound multiple times? No, I don't believe it was. Oh. All right, you were asleep when I was doing that. That's right.
1: <laughs> uh, but, like, like you know that watching these guys, like, this, this is how they wanted to be known. Like, they were cast as... The the goons, the buffoons. Like you look at their other movie credits, and they're just playing kind of like these like buffoonish, but like in the best good-hearted yes. way. Like it's great. It's clear that they're enjoying the fact that they had these fifteen minutes of fame, and they just
0: ran with it. It's awesome. It's great. I can't I can't fault them for this film one bit. I think I think it's wonderful.
1: I think Greg and I. I think our plan is to try to find more of these films and perhaps sprinkle out. Some of these episodes throughout the course of, throughout the rest of the rest of the show, um, so I'm going to give you a few little bits and pieces, some trivia pieces, and some production info okay. about this film. So it was released in Italy, April of 1987. Released in the United States, actually the month before, March of 1987. Made on a budget of about four and a half million. I think it said four and a half million dollar, uh, two and a half million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Only grossed about 800000 Oh my god. <laughs> so it lost money. I don't even know if it became a cult. Not even sure if it would be a considered a cult classic.
0: I've never heard of it before. No, like I'm familiar with, with Krull. I'm familiar with, you know, you know Beastmaster, all this other stuff. Yeah. But not, i never heard of this before.
1: It, it obviously borrows a lot from Conan. Oh yeah, Conan. Beastmaster. Even Krull. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um nominated for uh, a Razzie award for the barbarian
0: brothers for worst new stars of the film. So, do you know where this was in their career as far as movies go? So, in their overall uh, from my gathering, this might have been one of the very first because I'm wondering if they got their not their start, but their their television, you know, break with Night Rider. They're like, "Hey, these guys are pretty good." Let's make a barbarian movie with them. So obviously, like, we know that they were
1: bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I think I think the Knight Rider episode was one of the very first things that they had ever, ever done. I'm looking at their filmography, and it looks like... No, actually, they had a m- couple of movies before that. One movie called DC Cab okay. with Mr. T. Oh, cool. Never heard of it. Uh and then it was, okay, and so then it was looks like it was The barbarians. So this was early on. Looks like they stopped making movies in the mid-90s, and they've done a couple of cameos here and there and that's a few cool. movies in the 2000s.
0: I, we, that's a mission we have to find more.
1: Oh, I think we absolutely have to find more of these movies. Um, Production-wise, it's an Italian-American co-production between can, Canon Films, mm. who are known for making movies exactly like this. Um November 1985, uh, screenwriter was finishing his script for The Barbarians along with uh, another director and he was started looking at locations Okay, for this film. Um, it was in 1986 that the director was replaced by the director now, Ruggiero Deodato, mm-hmm. who I think the only other movie we've ever seen that he did was Cannibal
0: Holocaust, <laughs> which I believe we watched in college. I think we did. I don't remember anything about it other than that name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, know. not, 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 not good. <laughs>
1: not good. Um, my favorite part of this is that the one critic described this movie as a routine sort of sorcery action while noting that there's dumb fun to be had in the casualness of the production. It's clear that they just, it was like a one take type of a movie. Oh, totally. It's just like, oh, that looks
0: good. All right, move on to the next you scene. You know what? Th- maybe that's what I get out of it. Like it was, okay, it was shot okay yeah it was lit good oh i mean i mean it wasn't the production value wasn't lacking for a movie of this type it was okay the editing was pretty bad yeah but i think what i got out of it it's like it it seemed like everyone was having fun like yes. it wasn't taking itself seriously and it kind of came through like oh now, absolutely it's not a great movie but it's fun to watch because it's it seems like everyone's really entertained in making it and now that we re- now i'm reading this again after we've watched the movie it does make complete sense like
1: casualness of the production it does it just felt like it was just like yeah we're just gonna have some fun with this my favorite part of this review is that it says the film has the refreshingly unpretentious tone of a tv beer commercial (laughs) which i think is just the it's just it is it's just not a very it's just there's nothing pretentious about this like they clearly seems like they just set out to make a fun even maybe they even thought it was gonna be. They knew it was a knockoff because it's clearly a knockoff of other better.
0: Oh, it's a ca- It's totally cashing in on the that whole you know barbarian thing. I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So Dave, was there was there a plot to this? No. <laughs> yeah, I know it's kind of kind of hard to follow for its complete. Or there was a plot, but it, it could have been described. It probably can be. I don't know if you have it anywhere. I bet you it can be described in three sentences. Okay, you want to give me one sentence? Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So, twin brothers kidnapped at birth, or not kidnapped? Twin brothers enslaved. Yeah. Uh, at before they're teenagers. Yeah. How about that? That's one.
1: Yep. Okay. So, twin brothers enslaved in their preteen years, grow up to hate each other. Upon
0: realizing that their brothers. They then band together. Okay, that's like okay. That's a good sentence. Okay, that's, okay, that's okay, a really long. Okay. Um, and then, after banding together, they reconstruct the past x amount of years. Yeah, and find out what's going on vis a vis the sorceress and the sorceress, the other guy. Yes. Period. <laughs> Ka- Ka-da- Kadar. Ka-da- Kadar. Kadar, that was his Kadar. name, Kadar. It wasn't Cato with, from Pink with, Panther. With three, three the three-fingered Kadar. All right, he's three-fingered because one of the brothers bit off two of his fingers when he was 10. Yeah, when he when they were Kids getting got a, captured. He's amazing jawline. I know, just bite through bone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the whoever they had to play the young the young barbarian brothers were pretty good. They did a nice job matching yeah, matching the actors. Totally. Um
1: and then there's just, like, it's it, it ends up being kind of like a revenge sort of a tale, because then the barbarian brothers end up trying to find... Like, really late in the movie, we find out about this thing called a ru- the, the belly ruby. The belly
0: stone. The belly stone. The belly stone that's part of the, the princess... The, the belly stone was hidden when the caravan was getting attacked in the beginning, just before the brothers were kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. And then the belly stone was hidden by the guy that took it and jumped off the caravan and, and hid. And we yeah. never see him again. You just know the belly stone's in a safe place. Right. And the belly stone is what makes the princess or the queen the queen of the tribe. Because the, it, the canary was the queen. Canary was the queen because it fits her belly button. Yes.
1: Right? So we're watching this whole movie. We keep hearing about the belly stone, and I'm like, the fucking what the fuck is the belly stone? It's like a kidney stone. So as we get to the nearing the end of the movie, the 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 ruby literally turns to stone, and then one of the characters who at this point has kind of teamed up with the Barbarian Brothers picks up the ruby and it starts glowing, and then she drops it, and they're like, oh, oh, this it's a miracle. There's there's another queen in our midst. We need to find all the virgins and get them together. So it's just these terribly edited scene of like these like three virg, these two virgin girls and you like the guy pushes the ruby into their belly buttons
0: and they just fall out of their bellies and the girls just go ah! they like they run away in shame it's still uh, uh, and it, that's like the tail end of the movie we jumped over so much and that was not a three sentence description
1: it was definitely not That's people should expect that we're way beyond that.
0: Basically it's like a, a sort not really reven- it's kinda revenge it's kind of revenge it's kind of not revenge. I don't know. There's the main character, the antagonist, what's it not Krull <laughs> What's his name? Kadar. Kadar. Kadar's after the belly stone, which is why he stops the caravan of basically circus performers. They basically have like, you know, red cross sort of ability to move across uh, um, boundaries and different states, and this is w- immunity, so they're not supposed to be attacked. They get yeah. attacked because a guy wants the belly stone. The barbarian brothers bite off two of his fingers, and then in exchange for the for the barbarian brothers to not be killed, the queen t- uh, agrees to go along with Kadar and and help him with her sorcery and stuff. So the barbarian brothers are put in in... They're split up, they're forced hard labor, and they're, they're constantly beat on and forced to kill things. And one one barbarian brother is whipped by a, a guy with a black helmet. The other barbarian brother is whipped by a guy with a gold helmet. Yep. Time passes, blah, blah, blah. The barbarian brothers are then forced to fight each other, one wearing a black helmet, one wearing a gold helmet, so they think that the other guy is the other guy, then realize, they, that, oh, they look the same. Hey, we're brothers, let's go fuck everything up. And they escape, and then this and that, and the queen, and then the sorceress wants the stuff. And then the Barbarian Brothers basically find the ruby, kill a dragon, stab a bunch of people... And these, they can ride horses, which is cool. Yeah. And then the ruby is found. The queen, who's named is Canary, who's kept in a cage, pun intended, obviously, eventually dies, which is why the ruby turns back into a stone. And then the other girl, who was lost when the when the caravan was captured in the beginning, finds out, like, oh, I'm actually the queen. I'm the girl that's been missing all this time. I'm the queen because the thing fits in my belly button. I cleaned all the lint out of it. And the are burying roses. Hey, this is awesome. And there's a big... Screens like a a freeze frame at the end when they're all riding the caravan again, smiling and being happy. That's kind of it.
1: That's it. That's that's your story in a nutshell, right there. You like you like that? Do you guys follow any of that? Um, that's your story. (laughs) Pretty much. That's it. He just what what Greg just did in about forty nine (laughs) seconds. That movie just spread out to eighty
0: seven minutes. There's a lot of a lot of very slow scenes. Oh yes, a lot of like brooding faces. A lot of greasy bodies.
1: I feel like the Barbarian Brothers, they would—they got greasier every scene that transpired.
0: And not like greasy as in sleazy, but like they Oiled kept putting up. oil on them.
1: Yeah. Every scene they were in, it was just more oil was being placed on their biceps. I know. It was... I mean, I mean and I, was, I couldn't stop looking at them. And I think that's what they were hoping for. Obviously, the movie bombed pretty hardcore, but it's... It's a fun. It's a fun watch. Like if you can find this movie for cheap, if you have a VCR, find it. Like it's it's worth watching. I it mean is. The,
0: the the effects are actually the effects are pretty subpar. The dragon at the end, I and the other weird guy with the hands that the they wolf, cut off. All, the wolf man. but they cut off like two sets of hands, and then he comes back, but he still has hands. So and then they cut off his head and the one of the guys starts barking at the Oh, we we didn't talk about like their call sign. So you want to explain how wh- where the first scene comes in where we hear their or they hear the barbarian yeah. call. Yeah.
1: So the barbarians they they end up come like finding a bunch of stuff from their childhood. They like they're wandering through the woods and they come across like their caravan that's been covered up. It's old, it's decrepit. And they kind of get surrounded by people from the village. All these people that they don't recognize, they recognize them but the people in the village don't recognize them as the children. So they immediately just assume that they're enemies and they sentence them to hanging. (laughs) So they're all standing up there and they got the nooses around their neck. One of the barbarian brothers goes off and he starts hanging there and out of nowhere, (laughs) he's swinging back and forth and he just starts going and he uses every muscle in his neck to Burst the noose and then <laughs> fall to the ground. And he starts making this noise on the ground. He's laughing up at his brother and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> like this weird donkey horse sound. <clears throat> and you said this, Greg, at the end. I was like, I give them credit for running with that. They ran with that sound. It didn't only become like like a kind of a running gag sound. But it was like a mating call. <laughs> At one point, he grabbed all these like harem girls and threw them on the bed, and there, he started like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> right. And like then he
0: uses it as like, um, like a siren call almost. Like at the end of the movie, like to call for help or call for reinforcements. Yeah, like echoing off the canyon walls. Yes, yeah, it's like it's it's like the Tuscan Raiders from. <laughs> it's like,
1: uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so yeah, it's like at the end of the movie when everyone thinks they're dead, all you hear is just like. Uh. In the mountains, like echoing off, the, and the, the the now queen's like, oh, It's really them. And they both come, like, sauntering around the corner from the mountaintop. I'm like,
0: What the f-? brilliant!
1: It's just, it's so good. It's so, it's this is one of those movies that you put it in that so bad it's good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'll ever rewatch it.
0: No, I'd have to, I could, no, I don't know. It would I'm be a long time. I'd have to watch it after forgetting it.
1: Yeah, I'm proud to say that we do now we do own it mm-hmm. and i'm happy to say that we own it yeah i just don't know if it's something i'll ever watch no again. i
0: think this was a bad movie that went went all the way through the ringer and came out the other side and it survived if you know what i mean like it's yeah it left good memories let's put it that way yeah i don't feel like we wasted 88 minutes i don't think so either i'm really interested to see what other stuff that these guys well, i want to give them credit out. too because as we're watching we realized, hey. These guys are actually riding those horses. Yes, they were pretty accomplished horsemen. Like, oh yeah, they look good too. Ri- <laughs> yeah, they did. Yes, they, they were riding it. horses up, up and down all kinds of terrain. You know, doing—I I imagine regular horse stuff, but you know, competently riding these horses. And I'm like, that's that's pretty good. That's like action hero quality. Oh, absolutely. You know? There you go. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good movie. These
1: these guys these guys are good i was happy with it i was happy with what we saw um do we have anything else we want to uh i'm actually stretching to try to talk more about this film i think we're good though i think the idea was the with these is that these are going to be pretty quick 15 20 minutes just us kind of talking about it hopefully in the next couple weeks we can drop another one if we find another one of the movies or if while we're watching night rider there's another actor that we see. Maybe they're doing a movie that we're really interested in, and we want to watch it again. Yeah, we'll we'll throw something if, out there. If,
0: if there are any actors in the Knight Rider world that have gone off and done other weird films, let us know. We might uh we might do a little we might side throw, venture. throw an
1: episode in here. So, I don't know, guys. I think that's gonna do it for this week. But uh, join us back next Sunday when we uh, revisit the season three episode three. We'll be back with uh, the Ice Bandits. Bye, uh, guys.
0: Bandits. <laughs>
1: There you have it loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy. Whether you're fly fishing in a stream, getting those ankles wet, or deep in the ocean, casting nets, fish nerds, fish nerds, fish nerds, it's a podcast, just for the halibut, it in a basket or broiled in a pan, eat it raw like you're in Siam, fish nerds, fish nerds.